Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder, James Boyd came to give them life. The Blackest Wrestling Podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they kicking trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in. That's on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit a talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation The power of this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Uh, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans. That's all that counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Hey. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of One Nation Radio. I'm James Boyd. And here with me, I have the return of the LeBron James of Social Suplex, one Richard Derek Lotta. What's going on, sir? Not much, man. Uh, just shout out to my boy Dre Zero for that wonderful new nickname, you know, uh, which was hilarious. Uh, so I requested to be uh, introduced as such. But uh, yeah, your boy's back. Uh, married man. Yeah. Um, married man, married you know. man. You know, chilling. Uh, Shouts out to everybody that reached out, uh, congratulating me on the big day. And uh, thank you to James for everything he was, you know, contributing to it. And shouts out to his his brother, Daniel. And um, yeah, um, you know, had a uh, nice week away and uh, got to see some wrestling um, a little behind. But um, the Lakers won the NBA championship (laughs) in the time that I was gone, uh, you know. Uh, Laker excellence uh, back in full effect. Uh, everybody thought it was dead. No. Uh, I, I sat on this podcast for many years while James was asking me facetiously how many games the Lakers would win, thinking it was a game. Um, and, and now that we have this belt, you know, I'd, I'd ask any Boston Celtics fans, you know, to uh, hold my dick. Um, oh my you know, because we've got uh, 17 now. Uh, and you know where we belong back on top you know the the, the real the, the arc is always going to bend back towards the lakers some some of y'all know some of y'all need to get to know and you know that's just what it is Let's see um, you know kobe number 6 <laughs> do do we know um i think this someone will find out down the line i'm interested to see like what um what they do as a public gesture you know when Whenever the season starts, whenever they get fans back, like what that is with you know, um, 
the Bryant family coming coming back to Staples or whatever else at Pro Championship. I wonder how. I, I just I'm interested to see it just because like it's gonna be such a feel good moment. So um, so yeah, shout out to the Lakers. I end up doing the you know. I don't know if you listen to the show or not, but because I yeah I, I heard it, want, I didn't want to listen to the show. <laughs> you know, because I had to punch that fucking thing in. Oh my god, I don't know how you did this show for months on end without me back in the two thousand uh was it two thousand eighteen? I ha- I had a lot to say, and then oh, it was man. like I would record like seven minutes at a time and just like you know figure I, it out. I just had the format, and I was just talking. It was like, okay, I'm just gonna get out my opinions and throw it out there. I don't know. I don't know. I got no feedback from anybody. That's how bad the chef show had to have been. So it's, it is what it is. But um, but yeah. So we're just, a little pressed for time today, so we're gonna yeah. try to blow through this stuff. But oh, um, oh we're not. We're, are we gonna save the thing for next week? The, about the, about what the toxicity. Yeah, we're gonna have to. <laughs> we, we're gonna have to. We're gonna I, do I'll that. Give, I'll, look, I'll, I, I'll give you one. Um, so apparently, <laughs> no, 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 save it, save it all, because it's gonna have to be clipped for you know on our you know best moments of 2020. So save it, whatever okay. you got, save it. It's coming. I, I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to go deep in the, <laughs> the memory banks because it, it's been a long time. <laughs> I, Today talking to Kendrick, it, it made me think of like, oh yeah, where's there's a bunch of these. We, it was a bunch of these. But anyway, um, we're here today uh, on the day of the final of the G1 Climax 30 um, show. I did not watch the whole show. I only watched the finals. Uh, to be honest with y'all, full disclosure, I stopped watching the tournament when we got to night five. And then from that moment, from Wednesday until today, I have completed the t- entirety of that tournament. I watched from night six, wow. seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, and then watched the final today. I'm fucking exhausted. I don't know how I even have the energy to watch wrestling for, for I don't know how long, but I'll probably be back next week. Um, but yeah, um, the A block, incredible tournament. Um, the A block is everything you expect out of the G one. The B block should be should be <laughs> the G the B block. Uh, Tanahashi came through every f- came through for me every single night. Um, Yoshihashi in the opener almost every night came through with some for me. Um, Goto had his moments. Sonata had his moments, especially late in the tournament. Um, Naito had his moments as well. Um, That's nice for the champion to right. have his moments. Right, the double champion, right? Um, and I don't, and I don't mean to say that as, and I know, understand we we give him hell, but the you know we know how he gets down when it comes to the G one the last few years, especially since his body you know has kind of gone on him. Like he can give you you know moments of excellence, but is that's it's just moments. Like he can't be consistently great. Um, similar to last year where he just basically backloaded all his excellent performances. He had moments, uh, you know, like the, the opener with, with Tanahashi, um, the, the match with Sabre, I really enjoyed the match with, um, Goto. I enjoyed the match with, um, Sonata. I think that's not Sonata's best match of tournament, but I enjoyed it as I enjoyed it. Um, and I'm just going to move on to talking about more Naito matchups. Ones that needs to be thrown into the fucking bin and never... And never used again. 
I never want to see Naito and Evil Russell ever fucking again. It was the third match. I'm doing the same shit they have done um, all summer long. It fucking sucked then. It fucking sucked uh, a little after that in the baseball stadium, and it fucking sucked here. Well, good news, James. Apparently, they had a tag team match, um, and they ended with Evil holding up both uh, belts with a foot on Naito's head. Ban these niggas from wrestling each other. I'm tired of this. Dude. I forgot the I forgot the Oh okay, this is what it was. That match went like twenty twenty two minutes, something like that. Naito did not try until like minute fourteen. He did not One try time. until minute fourteen. And you think about their um I think it was a baseball stadium match. He didn't try until like minute twenty. Or was that the first match? It's just I don't want to watch him ever wrestle again. Like evil and Yano, I want thrown into the fucking river like a murder weapon. I never, <laughs> I, I never want to watch them wrestle ever fucking again. Like I watched, um, it was night sixteen, I think, um, at like five thirty a.m. on Saturday. Um, that's what I think it was, or was it night fourteen? Think no, it was night fourteen, night fourteen, because I ended up doing like. Four shows, four shows in the last two nights to get to today. So, James really loves y'all to, to watch oh all that shit because your boy right here, I, I I fell off the G1 wagon a long time ago as as the wedding got closer. It was right, uh, and I don't blame you, right? And the it thing was for, tough, right? And the thing for me was just like I I you know I I I love watching New Japan Pro Wrestling and. And never watched the entire G1. So, like, last year, I had followed with it, followed with it, and then, like, I fell off, and then, like, I don't want to say I missed, like, the last... I ended up just cherry-picking instead of watching the whole thing to ke- catch up, right? So, I was like, I can't... I'm not going to do that again. I want to watch the whole fucking thing. I want to be a quote-unquote completist, and, boy, I remember... I remember, I remember one point on, like, a Saturday, I think it was night 14, it was, it was a Yano match, and it was, like, 5.30 a.m., and I was like, dude... There are crackheads that make better decisions than this. What the fuck am I doing in my life? <laughs> what what the fuck was I thinking watching? And then and then I know it was night fourteen because that's when they went to the main event of that card. That show fucking sucked. And then the main event of that card actually was sixteen, it, either sixteen or fourteen, whatever. The last the main event of that card that I questioned everything of what was going on with my life decision choices was. Naito versus Evil, and that's when I went on that rant. Um, when I was just yeah. like, I just reeled off whatever. I was just, I, I just could not believe that they went out here at the same fucking match in front of the same fucking audience in the same spots left and right. And it's like, I can't believe this. I cannot believe this. So let's so, get to the winner and, and yeah. the finals. So, so. yeah, um, Sonata started out slow. He made a run at the end, and then he ended up, um, in the final showdown where Naito ended up losing to, um, ooh, I believe it was Zack Sabre Jr. Oh, Kenta, that's right. It was Kenta. Um, he ends up, uh, so Naito's eliminated in the, in the uh, semi-final, or the semi-main event. So the, the block final of B-block is Evil versus Sonata. That match is not good. Whatever. Um, Sonata, Sonata's in. Sonata has been doing this thing whenever he's he's main event in the B blocks. I don't know if he's been doing this, but this is my first time I've noticed where he closes the shows and they shut off the lights and they put up the camera phones and it looks kind of like the and it looks just like the the Bray Wyatt Fireflies thing or whatever else. And that's supposed to be his like 
you know, his connection with the fans. Well, that's what Michael Cole would call it, but that's that's what it is. Like, you know, so um, it, it's a cool looking experience. He cuts his promo, you know, he's not he's not like he's Tanahashi on the mic or whatever else, but he cuts his little promo and he moves on. It's a cool look. Um, and it also works well with like you know his gear because of the black with the uh, the the mirrored uh, stuff on it, so like it's really shimmery. So anyway, Abushi um, on his end to close or his tournament, which is fantastic. I haven't looked over, it, but like there's no way he wasn't like the third at, at worst the third best wrestler in this uh, tournament. Like his match with Suzuki is, a, is an instant classic in my book. His match with um, Shingo was excellent. His match with Osprey was excellent. His, his match with Ishii um, was Lord. It's basically like the same exact match that that Meltzer like did a did a safety check non five star rating uh, to to punish it. It's the same I exact gave fucking match. Five and a half. <laughs> right, right, right. Like it's it's basically the same exact match. It might be like a couple minutes shorter, but it's like super super pe- fast pace, and then they start chopping each other and and, and punching each other in the throats. Like it's kind of the same match um that was excellent um the tai chi match um on the last night that he had uh, i've been meaning to check that one out i i I need to see that one from everything that i'm hearing yeah um i would say this as an arisa hoshiki fan you will love it i imagine um it is very much playing soccer instead of wrestling yeah it it, it seems like um wrestling seems like over this past year uh like the transformation of abushi's wrestling style has happened before our eyes without anyone really even noticing yeah he doesn't like fly he's anymore. cut his flying way back yeah. he doesn't do the golden triangle anymore nope. it's all like these fights now <laughs> yes uh, yeah yeah and, and i just want to say uh with with him making his third straight final and winning this one um uh, the g1 final is the golden lovers <laughs> you know that's that's <laughs> You know who they they run this joint. You know, 2016 Kenny. You know, 2017 he was in a final. Yep. 18, yep. then he turns. You know, it, they face each other, and then he turns it over to Abushi. Abushi begins making the finals from every year on. So this is this is just the Golden Lovers. You know, uh, dominating out here. <laughs> so, well, 18 18 was Abushi and Tanahashi, right? The final, right, 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 right. Yep. yeah. Now it's so crazy that, that they became a tag team because, like, the thing that I remember mostly about that it was a cre- incredible match. But the thing I m- remember most about that was after the match, like Tanahashi like shows his teeth at Ibushi and was like, "Get the fuck out the ring!" Like, and then like Ibushi was like, "Oh my bad, I'm out of here." And it, and it made me think of like, remember uh, the story you hear about uh, Sean was telling Brett to get the fuck out the ring after WrestleMania 12? Like, it made me yeah. think of that. He's like, get the fuck out of my ring. I know you come for this. I know you come for this, but you cannot be the ace. So, uh, so it's interesting that they're a tag team and, like, they love each other and I love them as a tag team. Uh, but it, it, it's funny how that all came full circle to me anyway. But, yeah. So, Ibushi um, ended up getting the win uh, yes. over Sonata. Yes. Um, it, I can't say it was the greatest G1 final I've ever seen. I still it thought was it was pretty good. Um, it, but, yeah, not on the level of most G1 finals. Right. I don't buy Sonata at all as a top star. Um, he's someone that wrestles the top star, I think, or someone that's in that big mix. I can never take him as a um, uh, as a big four or six guy. I, I don't know why. I just don't think he connects with me like that 
I think I think his major problem is he's too stoic, right? Like it's not even the thing of when people say he lacks charisma. It's not that he lacks charisma. He has his own charisma, right? Like like people are into him. They swoon for fucking um, Sonata. I, the problem is that like he will never just let go and like quote unquote feel it. I don't know if it's a thing where he's doing his head or if he's just like that's just not his personality trait to feel that way. Like. While watching his match against um, Tanahashi uh, late in the tournament, I thought to myself, like, if if he were to tag with Ibushi, or not, if he were to tag with Tanahashi somewhere down the line before, you know, it's, it's before Tanahashi hangs it up, like, that would do him so much for him just to sit there and, and hang around Tanahashi and learn some things, pick up some things, just to, just to you know, just to kind of open up more to the crowd as far as, like, his uh, from his emotions emotive side like and i'm not saying he's a bad seller or not because he's a good seller it's just like for, he's a good seller for him as opposed to you know when we talk about like um tanahashi okada um and we talk about how they like or hiromu ishii suzuki how you just you you know exactly what they're thinking you know exactly what they're feeling they almost said every single moment and like with him is like it's hard to get a read because he shit. He may as well be the stone pit bull. He don't show you shit. Um, but yeah, it, he's, it, it, you're right. I don't right. know it, what it is. It, it feels like he's a B minus at everything. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, 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 literally across the board. And it's like, I've said it there's no times, holes, but like, there, there's no holes, but there, are, but there is no like. Oh my god, there are no peaks. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, um, it, yeah. I, I like I really like the match. It, it's so much better than the last. Um, the last fifteen minutes of the match are way better than the, than the first. 15. Man, that that um, that first fifteen minutes was a struggle when they right. were just hitting each other's arms. And I had come off just watching. Uh, <laughs> what we're going to talk about in a couple minutes. I wrote a detailed <laughs> review for that match, so okay. get ready for that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was it was very very slow. This is uh the longest G one match ever. I'm, I'm really. Saying. Yep. What did it go? Like, Thirty five minutes. I believe 34? so. 35, 35, 12, I believe was the, uh, okay. was the count on it. Okay. I, I, re- I seem to remember, I think it was Kenny and Naito was like 35.05 a couple of years ago. I, I may have that wrong. It, it's one of those matches that's 35.05. It could be to 2018. I know that, not. I know that last year's match just went right past the 30 minute mark. Right. Right. Um, uh, it's also weird that this tournament didn't have a single draw. You know, amazing. Especially when like they usually do one. You got to have at least one, right? You got to, you know, or not, you not. Got, you, not you've got to, but like you feel like you got to go at least one. In like you know the um, the end of the tournament with the two matches with uh, Okada and with Ishii back to back A block shows. They teased it both times, and, and they went and they went close. They just you know ended yeah. right before, but um. Yeah, man. I would probably gave. I would probably gave it like four and a quarter. Hmm. At the most, I think. I I think. uh, I probably go four and a half. I probably go four and Mm -hmm. a half. Um. I think the thing for me is like I really uh, just the last fifteen minutes were so incredible, and it wasn't like the first fifteen minutes were trash. It was just like. Okay, I know you're. I get it. You're going thirty something minutes, and I think also comes to play is like what we watched before. 
it's like <laughs> 20 you know tw- 22 minutes of you know just just a, a not down drag out super kick fast war where you know uh someone gets their face busted or, or, or uh, swolled up compared to, uh, you know, a, a, a quote-unquote classically built, you know, 35-minute match. Like, yeah, I, I, I would, you know, I, 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 I'm I also think, uh, thinking of that as, like, that's my bias playing against me, but, like, Washington's well, like, yeah, I like the wrestling they're doing, um, but once they got past, like, once they got to, like, a 20-minute mark, that's when the things turned around, and I thought the last, you know, 15... Uh, Twenty minutes of matches were fantastic. So like, I thought they, I thought they built well. So I'll, I'll get, I'm giving it the four and a half. I'm giving it the four and a half. Like, um, and you know, I'm also, you know, I'm, I'm also like, I like Sonata's style more than most. So that's also comes into play. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, just uh, I think three in you a know, row for Ibushi. Where does it go? I said three in a row for Ibushi. Yeah. So like maybe Ibushi versus Naito at the Dome. So I don't know if yeah. you heard the news. Um, uh, they are doing two domes again. Right. Yeah, <laughs> dude. It, so I don't know what if, what type of gimmick are they gonna come up to to con everybody this time? Can they call it the recoup? Can they call it like because <laughs> I feel like it's only like look. Obviously, I don't think there, you know there's anybody uh, that's out here renting out the dome uh, on January fifth. Like I think the Tokyo Dome rent is real low right about now. It's time to re- yeah. it's time to recoup some of this bread, uh, yeah. so that we've lost from this pandemic. So yeah, I can um, I you know, given what happened, do you know what happened um on some of the some of the fallout from the B block stuff? Um, I'm sorry, B block, but the, I, but the block finals. So yeah, so Osprey turns on right. Okada forms right. what may be called the empire uh women in new japan b Priestley debuts Dude. and the great okarn and okada looks like he's got like some type of war he has to have i think that's going to be the main event for russell kingdom next like 2022 is going to be osprey and okada okay but um you yeah know, so you think they don't actually look, get to that match like at russell kingdom next year I mean, they could do it there, but I don't. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, I don't know if they're gonna. I would. If you got two shows, maybe that's one of your main events. Maybe, Mm -hmm. but I don't know if they just want to throw. I I don't know what they're doing with it. Um, because he's still got that bridge title. He's got to figure that out, and I don't think you're putting that on. You know, like there's no reason Okada needs to be fighting for the British belt. So (laughs) he's got to get rid of that, and then you know figure it out from there. But this I don't know I I don't see Will Osprey. It doesn't excite me to think that he's going to be a chicken shit guy that relies on you know a heater it, because it looks just like you know evil and Dick Togo uh, having a heater and I just I would imagine the the match would be miles better in Osprey's case but I can't trust these niggas right now like because they seem to have one note that they're playing uh, with Gato to where it's like yeah we're just gonna beat you over the head over and over he, and over with this, with with this interference and yeah. all this other shit and you know Okada's not himself you know to his his legendary level he's still really good and I think he you know worked some folks at the beginning of the tournament because every review that I've heard of him going forward was like he's essentially snapped into it but he's doing like you know he's trying to do a different move right now he's so fucking off. He's, yeah, he's, he's clearly he's he's clearly fucking off like this is I'm not saying this is the red balloon thing. Because he was still having great matches with, or more frequency of great matches with the Red Balloon, but like 
he's with the money clip thing he's doing with the rest hole like he is uh, indeterminate it felt to me like he was with the money clip later on anyway it was almost like he was setting that up throughout the tournament and even through the New Japan Cup. I, maybe I'm giving it too much credit because I love Okada, but once you got to the last two big matches, like the Ishii match and the um, Shingo match at the end of the tournament, it felt as if like he had been building this up to where like this thing is like, you know, y'all boo me any, y'all cheer for the other person anytime I fucking wrestle anyway, 90% of the time. So I got some for y'all. Here's this rest hold that I'm slapping on as as a submission hold. And then, like, you get to the end of the Shingo match and the Ishii matches. You're just like, holy shit, he got this to work. Maybe it's just because it's those matches and it was with those two people. But, like, he was clearly wrestling like he was on top as a heelish type person. Or not even heelish person, but, like, he was clearly on top of these matches. And the other people were trying to get from underneath to overcome him in these matches. So, it's like... That's a part of it, but I remember watching the Cobb match. I was like, "Oh, like all the stuff that I'm, I'm, you know, he he still clearly has it. He's just dicking around." Like you watched the first, uh, you watched that the Osprey match, and his entirety is like, "Oh damn!" Like they just had like a four and a half star match in like fifteen minutes, and then they had it, in, including the shitty interference and the non and the person coming from out the fucking woodwork and be frisky yeah. from out of nowhere showing up, dude. You have no idea how weird that was for me last night watching that. I was like, B, what are you doing here? You know, you know, may- maybe Will just joined Odeo Tai. You know, oh shouts out to Murray. God. Oh my God. So they they, oh they could God, use another no. worker in the group. You know, they could always use more workers, especially with, um, Nas- with uh, Saki and Nasco. It's crazy. Like, I-, I have to go look at it, but like, Nasco may have had a better Grand Prix than Evil had at G1. Because at least the matches aren't all going Jesus 20 fucking Christ. minutes. Those matches are going so, like eight minutes, nine minutes, sometimes twelve. So my read on Okada right now is that mm-hmm. he's been the champion a million times, right. been the champion, had lots of long reigns. He needs someone that's going to challenge him, mm-hmm. and I don't mean like for a match. Essentially, I mean mm-hmm. for like like professional pride, like and that's like well, always my point. Like you know, him and Kenny essentially like not quote unquote being in each other's lives anymore. It's like who's <laughs> pushing each other for excellence now, right? Uh-huh. If you had to have any him fight anybody and to go in the dome with, I think, you know, you try to do what you did for Kenny and be like, hey, you gonna fight Okada at the dome and then mm-hmm. it's a challenge for both of them and I think you you just bet your house on Will taking the challenge. Like yeah. and maybe he breaks through, you know, to another level. Yeah, like I mean, your your point originally saying that like you feel like that should be not that should be the dome main event for you know, um, was it uh, sixteen months from now or whatever whatever instead of six months from now or whatever mm-hmm. I'm losing my track of the calendar. It's October, right? Right. <laughs> okay, so making it the dome main event for the the Tokyo Dome in fourteen months as opposed to two months, like yeah. Like that definitely makes sense, but it was just the way that turn was a form and what he said to him, like as he was beating him up, he was like, he, "You're holding he was, me back. He was like, you held me back. Fuck you." And then like threw down, threw threw strikes on it while he was down. It was like that seems like a main event, you know. That seems like an immediate thing. 
Um, but we'll see. Yeah. Either way, like I welcome it because like th- their match before that, that, that before the interference was great. Um, so yeah. so yeah. Um, but yeah, just just shout out to 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 the A Block. Like they they've just brought it. At, like the last three nights, like thirteen night thirteen night fifteen night seventeen were those were all some of the best shows of the year. Those were all top fifteen of shows. Um, what are you trying to show? Yeah, yeah. So these um, are all the these are all the notes that I have. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We're so get to it, but yeah. So um. But anyway, it's just it was a it was a day block. I love you. B block. Go to hell. Uh, so, um, we can uh we're gonna move on to uh at this point we're gonna move on to the start of main event. So Rich. So James, hit the music. Okay, so um, also today was the uh, Red Belt title match, a rematch between uh, Takumi Aroha and Mayu Watani, the Red Belt champion. Um, I'm going to go through the review of the show with you, Rich, and then and then I'll start. A- then I'll ask you some questions. But yeah, um, back in February February eighth um, this year, they had a match, a non-title match, and Takumi beat the shit out of uh, Mayu. Um, and it was incredible. It was all the babyface hope spots and, and near falls and everything. It was a fantastic match. It's one of is I gave it a four and three quarters at the time. I I I think it's the best women's match I've seen this year. Um, just just an incredible match. Uh, and Rich, what are your thoughts on this match? I, I don't. If I should me ask you, do you yeah. ever watch the first match? I've watched most of the first match and then okay. like I don't know if I watched it late at night and I like fell asleep but um I love the work that I did see in that match. <laughs> okay. All right. So um, what are your thoughts on uh on this match that you saw today? Man, I I luckily have tons and tons of notes <laughs> that I wrote down pretty much like a move by move recap. So I will, okay. I will go through it. So yeah. uh, we opened, and um, you know the mar- we had the marvelous marvelous music playing, and it sounded like the WCW version of Macho Man's oh theme. God. Actually, um, that's the Kumis. That's not actually uh, that's the Kumis' actual music. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then yeah. She, uh, t- so Takumi walked in with the confidence on a zillion. Like she had this look on her face, like I have beat this woman's ass before. Twice. Um. Then then Mayu came out uh, with her champion music. And all the stars, uh, uh, all of stars, uh, opened the rope for Mayu. Like, please don't lose our promotions belt, like Fire Pro Wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> they they opened with an exchange of dap. Takumi offered the fist, and Mayu was kind of confused and stuck her palm right over the fist. It was yeah. as awkward as it was cute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mayu, Mayu's all for the awkward goofiness. So they opened, they had a fast exchange of strikes and kicks by Takumi that established that this is not a game and I still own you from the last time I fought you. Um, Then she went into an ankle lock and some left leg work and she dropped immediately into a figure four. 
eventually Mayu fought out, but uh, she was still largely getting controlled. Takumi is taking care of the leg to the point where Mayu falls on an Irish, Irish whip, and then uh, Takumi puts her in a stretch muffler and swings her around her head like a helicopter in North Carolina yeah. while she's in the move. Yeah, yeah. Literally, like, just the, you know, the Cesaro swing except with a stretch muffler. I was like, oh, my God. This is... <laughs> it, dude... Keep going, keep going. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm. Go ahead. I'm gonna tell you when we get to the five minute call. Yeah. I remember when I was like, "Wait, this is the five minute yeah. call." <laughs> go ahead. So, right. So Mayu somehow gets to the ropes, and then uh, Takumi is on the floor. She, but she rolls out the ring. Then Takumi goes to the apron, and she throws a kick that's caught uh, by Mayu on the floor. And Mayu's dragging screws are off the apron, and both of them have leg problems now. Um, then Mayu reverses a whip into the barrier and gives her a high dropkick shotgun style that launches Takumi into the middle and Mayu falls directly on the ground because she doesn't care. Um, then they exchange uh, some forearms. It feels like inside the ring. feels like Mayu doesn't really want to do this, but she holds her own. Uh, Takumi misses the Owen Hart spinning wheel kick and catches a super kick for her troubles on the recovery. In the corner, Mayu goes uh, and then... They work their way to the corner. Uh, Mayu then goes for the running three, but Takumi realizes that landing on the back of her head would be the end, so she wiggles out, but so disoriented she catches a head scissor, you know, Rey Mysterio's one move. Um, <laughs> and from there, the uh, <laughs> the crowd is very lit at that point, and Mayu does a missile dive through ropes onto Takumi. Uh, after that, Mayu went back up top to the top rope and she did a flying cross body to a pile of people uh, on the wood because also, again, she does not care. At all. Um, not at all. So Takumi's looking like she's in trouble now. Uh, Mayu went back to the rope, but Takumi jumped to one knee and glares at her like, oh, you thought this was going to be light, huh? Right. And then Takumi met her at the top corner and they brawled on the top rope and then Takumi gave her a superplex brain buster that Looks like it damages Mayu, but then Mayu grabbed Takumi off of the hold of the suplex and drops into a brilliant guillotine hold. Crowd pops for this, and she locks her in that hold for a minute. Uh, this is fucking Takumi up really bad. Yes, she. And she, she I, I had never seen her sell like that. She was so like, oh my god, I'm I'm about to get choked the fuck out. I'm in pain. Right. Uh, she. She's looking like she uh, wanted to give up as Mayu's yelling with these guttural screams. And after about a minute, uh, she makes it to the ropes and catches three super kicks while seated until she nearly goes through the ropes like Bernard Hopkins. Yes, the buzzsaw kick, yeah. <laughs> uh, kick to the face for a two count of Rissa Hoshiki would be proud. <laughs> So um, then Takumi gets up and hits the glam slam on Mayu as a reset. The crowd is clapping on the one and the three. Um, <laughs> then, you know, uh, a super kick by Takumi, and she went for a trouble in Paradise-like move, but she missed, and Mayu hits her with a crucifix slam out of nowhere, uh, kick to the face back and forth while both are laid down. Arisa Hokushiki lives. Yeah. And um, oh, hold on. That right there is like, that's when you get the five-minute call. <laughs> I believe. <laughs> so, uh, Mayu tries to gather momentum, but she's snatched like a child into a German suplex by the bigger Takumi. But Mayu kicks out. Takumi looks around, and she smiles, and then sits down and smiles at Ma Mayu. And then, they're face-to-face, -face and they start doing the hot 97 slap fest while yeah. seated. Yeah. Um, 
Mayu's on another planet, uh, and she got woken up by a spinning shot from Takumi, and she morphed into Murder Mayu, yeah. where she <laughs> she hit two hard strikes, and then she tombstone Takumi. Uh, she gave her some disrespect kicks to the head while Takumi tried to stand up. Uh, the, at this time, like it looks like Mayu is in full control, but Takumi fired back with a small burst of her lethal strikes. Mayu jumps up to the top rope for what looked like she was going for a poison Rana, but uh, Takumi doesn't take the move uh, like that, and it falls more look like an O'Connor roll. Uh, they're clearly fatigued at this point. Uh, Mayu then goes for the running three and hits it out of the corner for a two count and drops her on her shit. Mayu says this shit is a wrap. But um, Takumi reverses Mayu for a victory roll and then kicks her head all the way to Osaka Joe Hall. Mind you, they're in Corkin. Um, then Takumi does a Batista bomb for the two, last yep. ride style. Yep. Um, after that, uh, Takumi gets caught on the top rope. Mayu tries a Frankensteiner, but she gets caught like Takumi Roja has been watching Jericho tapes. But instead of just, just dropping her down, she reverses into a super power bomb from the second rope. Somehow, Mayu kicks out and prevents the red belt from going to Marvelous. Uh, Takumi's like, fuck this, and then she goes back up to the top rope, Swanton for two. Takumi cannot believe this shit. Uh, she sets her up for a running three, and then Mayu drops into a Hurricanrana roll-up for a two. This is an awesome spot. It was just it was just a poetry emotion. Like, that's a, they did it in the first match, too. It's just like, I thought it was coming, and I still was like, god damn, that's so smooth. Um, then after that, uh, <clears throat> Takumi gives her a spinning power bomb and set up for a big kick, but Mayu collapses like Jay White. Um, <laughs> you stop this now! Don't you dare! <laughs> and then, um, you know, uh, Takumi, uh, or she picks her up again for the big power bomb, but Mayu reverses it faster the second time in a re- repeat of the same move for two again. Takumi kicks Mayu in the head twice, and Mayu bridges for two. Uh, at this point, Takumi needs a gun. Um, then it was a running three where she actually hits the running three and drops Mayu directly on her neck, kills her. Yep. And somehow after the third time in a row, she catches Takumi slipping and rolls her over with the legs for that Okada style pin. Takumi is shocked. So am I. Kevin Nash is watching this match somewhere like Takumi Aroha. I feel your pain. Mayu did not win this match. She survived four and a half. <laughs> yep. 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 Um, yeah, and this match went 22 minutes. Uh, it wasn't as, it wasn't as shocking as the first match. It's a nice, you know, matchup and it still sets us, it still keeps the, the, um, the order intact of whenever they have a final one. Um, if they get to a third one, because like Takumi was, got caught, she didn't get beat. Um, and then like the first match, she beat Mayu to death and Mayu just could not survive it. Uh, this time, she brought the fight to Takumi, and Takumi weathered it, and seemingly had the match won, but to, but Mayu had one last trick received and pulled the rabbit out the hat. Um, I love their matches. Um, I never saw their first match, uh, but I saw um, from years ago, they were like 2017, I think, but mm. these two matches are, are, are great. Um, and... I wonder what they're gonna. I wonder what they're gonna do because um, now I, I turn it off. I don't. I didn't see the machination after that. But like Utami um, is still ha- owed her title out. shot. She still owed her title shot. So I don't know if that's gonna be in a couple weeks or what. I just turn it off. I have no idea. But um, they got big shows to do because um, uh, they have another Korokin in a couple weeks. 
They have um, the they're doing uh, the Idiot Arena, um, the number one where they just had a, a G One show in Osaka on the twentieth of uh, December, and then they also still have the Kurikan, uh Year in Climax. So um, they're you know they're gonna have to fill out another big card eventually. And if they have a final blow off of Mayu and Takumi, uh, you know. Thank, thank. I, I will hope. I, I hope eventually they get back to this match because, you know, they're just great together. They're just great together. Yeah, yeah. Um, so at the end, like uh, Mayu was so exhausted, she didn't make any pre-match comments, but she says she was too tired to speak. And the next time she sees Takumi, she wants to be a tag team partner with her, and mm. the whole crowd laugh. Um, then of course, Tommy came out, and eventually I had to switch to the G One final. But she said she's gonna take that red belt from her essentially. Okay. Um, have you ever saw the Grand Prix final from 2018? No, I only saw 2019's Grand Prix final. Okay, so that was uh, that was like a month into Utami's. Uh, she debuted like the 10th of, of August, and then she was in the Grand Prix final, right against Mayu. I, w- I would check it out. That's all I'm gonna say to you. Uh, to show you what they could do together, even though she was, you know, a month into her career. <laughs> but uh, yeah, she that was a great match. But um, yeah, I just it, it's really interesting to like to watch that match and to watch the the G1 final. It is like wow, they outdid a G1 final <laughs> on the same day. <laughs> Fire the men. <laughs> I never would have thought like on a on the day of a G one I would see a better match from the same fucking day. I never thought I would see something like that, but here yeah, we are. Who, who knew? Yeah, yeah, it's crazy man. It's um, crazy man. No knock against yeah, you know, it, it, I don't know. Bushi and them, but like they had a great match as well. Just you know, did you see Levels. the? Did you see the love? Yeah, did you see the uh, the swelling on Takumi's face by the end? No, I didn't. I didn't catch that. Oh, she uh, she may have broke an orbital bone. Oh, yeah, like her, like it, it blew up big on her, like on her cheek, like. And I think it so, came out. I think it when it came when Mayu gave her a front kick, so it was like, God damn, y'all hit each other that hard, damn. So I don't know if you've seen this, but uh, B did come out with her SWA championship. I heard. Um, <clears throat> so we'll see. Uh, Will Will Osprey, faction leader. About time. About time. So yeah, I man. guess we can f- fly over to Jacksonville now. Uh, we've yeah, got yeah. Um, uh, the AEW anniversary show. I can't really go as deep into my thoughts surrounding the show as I'd like to, uh, but it has been a year essentially since AEW's uh, launched. Uh, I've loved this show from the inception. I thought it's been you know, just the best show going Um in that time period, I, I love how it's booked. Um, I think it's really been the main reason that I've, you know, stayed a huge pro wrestling fan. Um, so, and, and they they still have plenty of stuff. Like you get the feeling like they didn't blow through too much already. Right. They all they have tons of fresh matches still and fresh directions. And I I'm just. I love this fucking show <laughs> and this company. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I feel that just like most of the wrestling that I watched this year, like clearly it's all hampered by the fact that there are no, you know, 
fans in the in the normal circumstance, but everybody has made you know um, their different various uh, types of lemonade. But um, I feel like for America anyway, AEW has made the best lemonade. So uh, you know, shouts out to them um, in these circumstances. Um, I'm still iffy about the fact that you know bringing in fans, whatever else. But you know, it's a business and. Um, I wish it didn't. I, I wish that they could just do empty arena, or whatever else. But I, I I get it. I don't like it, but I get it. Um, but yeah, Wednesdays are Wednesdays are normally a fun a fun night of the week uh, because I get to tune in and watch Dynamite. And Thursdays end up being fun because I get to like watch NXT with no commercial breaks, just go straight to the network, <laughs> and press play. Um, so yeah, like I mean, I don't know if not for Wednesday night wrestling, what my connection would be to American pro wrestling. I would literally be one of those like people that Nick Aldis like talked about fetishizing Japanese pro wrestling. I I, I don't know what the fuck I'd be watching. I I don't know. I just do not know. Like not to say that like, you know, they don't do good wrestling on the main roster. Like I think Roman's doing some great things right now. I think, you know, all that, but just five hours, just the, the bridge has been burned. Like I watch pay per views. I'm not. I. I. I, I find it's gonna be, it was going to take something really massive and mammoth for like my uh for my relationship with WWE's main roster shows to change from what it's been over the last you know year, fourteen months, whatever it's been. Like I'm just through with them. I'll hear about whatever happens and I'll just watch pay per views and hope that they have good matches because they have a lot of dudes I like. But nah, like A AEW has me. Um, and NXT has me. Nobody else really like nobody else appointment viewing for me in America. Yeah, so um, we opened up. Uh, there were four title matches on this show tonight. Um, How many change hands? Uh, zip, zilch, zero. <laughs> you know. All right, go ahead. <laughs> so, look, should any of them have changed? Uh, um. Probably not. Probably not. Which says something about the challengers. Yeah, so um, we opened with uh, FTR and the best friends. Uh, that was okay. Um, I thought, you know, I, I, I don't know. Best friends are usually hit and miss for me. I'm never really impressed by them. The one time I was impressed by them, of course, was the street fight, and I felt like they were bigger stars when they came out the next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was okay. Um, they of course had to you know do the angle kind of in the middle of the match to spin them off in another direction um but ftr of course you know cheating to win uh <laughs> towards the end and you know they uh ended up getting a win as they continue to march forward they've beaten everybody but every time you know they've they they, they uh you know get one of these wins it's like uh y'all fuckers out here you know uh, you know, doing doing this this whole shit. So, yeah, um, I like this match. I I gave it three and a half. I saw my recommended match thing that that list that stupid list I've, I've compiled. But yeah, I um I, I like this match. Um, I just got to say, like when they wrestle their style, they're very effective in it. It's just when they start throwing in i ideas on how to like um find a middle ground. I don't think they're as successful, but like there's them having their match in AEW, I've enjoyed almost all those their you know style of FTR matches. 
so in the middle of the match, the angle that I was talking about was um, Kip, or Kip Sabian was playing an arcade game in the crowd. Uh, they took a bump into it. Essentially, Penelope Ford went to go get Miro, and then we got the course correction Miro. Um, after the match, uh, Miro ran in, destroyed Chuck and Trent, and then uh, they cleared the ring. Kip Sabian was, you know, talking a bunch of shit to the camera. And not too long ago, I remember, I was like, damn, Kip Sabian is a great manager. And then I saw Penelope like behind him, and it was like, "Yeah, man, I think this works much better the other way." Uh, <laughs> kind of sucks, but uh, I I feel like Kip has a long way to go. But uh, as I said, lots of course correction with Miro here. Way more physical than he's been, and angry, and uh, everything else. I don't know exactly what they're doing with him. Feels like they got him on the back burner to start using him in the next couple of cycles because he kind of just came out of nowhere. However, that led into a squash match where Miro and Kip Sabian against Lee Johnson and Sean Maluda, uh, much-traveled jobber. Lee Johnson never tagged into the match. Uh, Sean Maluda gets whipped uh, by Miro, and Miro botches his own finish, even though it's a submission move. Um, he, you know, he goes for that the camel clutch deal, the game over, misses the cuff the first time, but then grabs him uh, and, and hey, fucks him up. So, up. yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know it's you know this is a big course correction. So yeah, like, do you think? Hmm. Like, what do you think they were actually going for with the the, the you know at first with him? Like, do you really think they were really going to go through with this whole thing with Kip and and the best man thing and the bachelor party, or do you think like eventually he was going to snap, or do you think they're just like snap now, get it over with now? I honestly don't know because, okay. like, I don't see them competing as a regular tag team together. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, like, largely to, like, I think with AEW, they align people so they can do tag team matches with them. Right. You know, right, at right. different Faction times, spin off, to spin off into, you know, singles matches or whatever. Right. I think Miro's not, whatever their cards are with him, they're not going to start until after Full Gear, I think. So he's kind of just getting introduced, I think. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so then they um, threw it to the back where Lance Archer was beating up John Moxley, just whooping him backstage. Yeah. Nobody, no control or uh, over anything back there. Um, then the announcers previewed the World Title Eliminator Tournament, which began next week, and we got our matches, James. All that fantasy booking we did a couple weeks ago. We were close, but we did not get Colt Cabana, who was added on. But um, our first-round matchups, we have Ray Phoenix versus Penta L0M. We've got a rematch with Joe Janela and Kenny Omega. Every match they've had together has been awesome. It here, uh, then we got Hangman Page and Colt Cabana, and then Wardlow and the Jungle Boy. So uh, this one looks like I think there's only one match that's in question here. I feel like the rest of it you can kind of see where it's going, but this is you know, like I, I prefer this rather than Mystery Meat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, or you know. Um... Spinner will make a deal, but <laughs> yes. later. Um, so, uh, Lucha Brothers going to have a match. I think all the four of these matches are happening next week on Dynamite. So, oh, wow. Can't wait. The, wow. They're doing the whole first round and wow. then uh, that tag uh, match. So, What's the tag match again? I'm blinking. So, the tag match is, a, uh, I think it's a, 
some type of fo- fatal four way maybe or elimination. Oh, yeah, it yeah, might yeah, be just fatal yeah, four way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the t- number one contender. Yeah, yeah, That young bus are yeah. probably going to win. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Um, MJF came out. He called out Chris Jericho. They did a big back and forth promo. And uh, MJF, uh, he gave Sammy Guevara his jacket this week. And Sammy showed up with the, uh, with the chopper jacket on. Bro. Uh, man what was did- drowning in that shit. Bro. Could Anthony Davis have worn that jacket? It, maybe. I think it would have been too big for Anthony Davis. That's how long those <laughs> those arms were. Like, come on, man. Y'all know. Like, we get the joke, but god damn. Like, they made it so ridiculous. Like, that man, you know, people say you're swimming in your suit. That boy was out here lapping. Lapping. Yeah, that man was backstroking out here. Um, <laughs> you know, but this was all like pretty interesting. Uh, MJF just quick on his on his toes here, just like you know, uh, finally admits he wants to join the inner circle after yeah. you know Jericho had to force it out of him. But um, the rest of the inner circle doesn't want MJF. Um, I feel like I'm seeing a lot of Cody trying to break up the uh, Bullet Club vibes here mm. with MJF trying to break mm. up the inner circle. Uh, eventually, he's going to win a couple of those guys over. And something's gonna happen, but it feels like that storyline with Cody and Kenny is getting flipped over to Jericho and MJF. Could be, could be. But um, did, did, yeah, did Jericho say that? Like, you know, I understand you guys don't like it, but like, hey, MJF, let's talk it over over a steak dinner. And, yes. Or, and I was like, he's gonna take this man to the Longhorn, ain't he? He's gonna take that man to a Tallahassee Longhorn. <laughs> Longhorn be bussing. <laughs> Um, like, it's funny. Like, these rich motherfuckers are going to Shane Steakhouse. Like, Chris Jericho, he's just like one of us. Yeah. So, um, after that, we got a, um, a Britt Baker uh, role model video package with Britt and Tony Giovanni oh at the spa. God. Bitch, I was hollering uh, with this shit. So, Britt and Reba freaked out because they thought Tony was naked, but they had them nipples covered. They they waxed his chest, and then Britt basically cut a promo about the next step in our comeback. Uh, just awesome presence here from Britt. And they apparently it was a shoot that they, they tricked Tony into something. Told me he was getting a facial or something. And then, you know, gave him that. S- wow. So, yeah. Wow. So. More Tony Schiavone and Britt Baker, please. I will never turn it down. Yeah, yeah, they are. Like she's gotten, or they've gotten each other over. Both of them, like is it, it like this is like the like Macho Man and, and Mean Gene like version of AEW. It's like I I can already imagine like the cutoffs just from this year of like them together and the ridiculous things they've done. Like it's it's been a smashing success both of uh, both of them together that pairing. So they announced, um, so up next we have the TNT Championship match, Cody and Orange Cassidy. These guys went to a time limit draw. Um, Cody ended up retaining the title. In the middle of the match, they announced that Darby Allen would be getting a TNT Championship match at full gear. This started really slow. Uh, I thought it turned around towards the end, but a lot of this reminded me that it feels like the only thing... I wrote this in the comment section. The only thing uh, consistent about Cody is his inconsistency because him on offense was just a drag uh, through a lot of this match. Uh, Orange Cassidy felt like he tapped into a little bit of the fire that he showed in that first Jericho match. I thought towards the end he had the clear visual pinfall over him, but you know time just expired. 
I think the draw was actually a good move here because I think people immediately thought he was going to lose the second they saw Darby Allen there. He'll probably end up losing, but it'll be another day. Um, I overall I ended up liking it by the end. Okay, um, not a bad match by any means. I would say it's a good match. Is it a match that I'd recommend? No. Um, there are things they did. Not things. There's one thing in particular that bothered me. I don't know why they felt so compelled to say that Darby Allen is going to face the winner of this eventually um, in the middle of the match. They couldn't have waited until after the match. Like, I'm in the middle of watching. I'm like, oh, okay, so Cody's retaining. All right. Mm-hmm. But there's like 15, but there's like 10 minutes left of this match for me to watch. But you just snatched the stakes from out of my cold, dead hand. Um, and that's not and that's not Cody or Orange Cassidy's doing. That's something that production has to figure out. Um, in commentary, but yeah, um, it got to a point to where like probably halfway through, I was like, oh god, they're they're going to tease the time limit. Especially because yeah, I was like, they're going to tease the time limit, and um, I don't know, like I. It, I I'm just not, I'm really not that, um, I'm not that big on Orange Cassidy wrestling for things, like, uh, that, like, matter. Like, I don't mean, like, he can't, you know, <laughs> it's just, it's just weird. It's like, okay, so he just wrestled Jericho because Jericho got pissed because he doesn't, he's a goofball, doesn't give a fuck, and he's a slacker or whatever else, and now, like, he can't, and now he wants the belt, but, like, why does he want the belt? It's like it's like the same thing when like you know Bray Wyatt or somebody or some goofy character like wants the belt. Why? Nothing about nothing that we've ever seen this play to you says you give a flying fuck about something like this. So why do you want it now? And like I feel like you kind of need to address that in a way. And you know I'm not even gonna get on Cody for the whole like you know the story I guess off air not on Dynamite that they brought up on Dynamite that he was gonna you know lock up with. With um, Orange Cassidy, if, like, as if any rest fans will give a fuck if anyone locks up, like I, that's that is some old timer shit, bro. Like he, I'm getting lock up. Like, dude, nobody gives a fuck if you lock up in 2020. Like there are moments, like I didn't think about that at all, dude. I, I'm not gonna get into it because like, uh, it doesn't really matter. This is just a little cute thing that that Cody did to add a storyline element. So like I'm not gonna begrudge him for that, but I'm just saying like. I, I, Whatever, whatever. Uh, but yeah, just um, it, it's it's just a weird matchup. Like I never thought of the idea of Cody wrestling Orange Cassidy. I do think I do like the idea of or of a uh, you know Cody wrestling like the younger quote unquote you know like, uh, indie guys or whatever else where he like can play heelish and you know work him over. Especially like Darby, for example. I love their matchups, but it just felt like there was something missing for me. Um, and I'm glad I can, I gotta say, I am so glad that I did not watch. Um, I believe, uh, what match almost went to a draw, whatever, whatever. Oh, night 13, um, Shingo versus, uh, Okada. I'm so glad to not watch that, that weekend and see, and see them tease a, a, um, a, a, uh, time limit draw. And then they go to a time limit draw. I would have escorted this match. I've been like, you are you out of your minds? Like, <laughs> y'all, tra- y'all trading the fact that like most of you people used to be in New Japan. This looks like y'all are just trying to do this. Like, man, after that match happens, move it back a week. Just move it back one week. But whatever. Um. But yeah. So 
it, it was a good match, but you know, um, I think I like so a lot more Cody matches um, right. from earlier in the year than this. So what right. do you? So what do you um, think? So about? after that, Alice Marvez was backstage with Archer and Roberts. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I, I think we're getting. Yeah, there's a big delay between us two. Um, about what part? Oh, I was going to ask you, like, okay, so how do you think this is going to play out between those three going to the in the pay per view, like with the TNT title with Darby and Cody and um, Orange Cassidy? Because you're going to have the rematch what in two weeks, right? Yeah, rematch in two weeks. Uh, I think Cody would probably beat him there. Okay. And then you go to the pay-per-view, and you got to ask the question, is it time for um, Darby to get that big win, or do you treat it like it's, you know, uh, like it's Okada trying to dethrone Tanahashi and just beat him again, and mm-hmm. then, you know, push it back again? So How I, I can see the either way. How I don't know. Yeah, because if there's going to be a lot of fans, then I can see it. But, like, that's one of those things where, like, you kind of want to say that for fans. But then again, who knows when we're going to get fans? So, uh, yeah, and maybe they're playing it by ear. I don't know. I I can see an argument for for either situation happening. If you want to crown him, then crown his ass. But um, you could could fully, I think you could fully have Cody beat him again. And then be like what the fuck like and and be like yo you're you're not as close as you think like and yeah you kick it down the road can't kick too far but you can kick it down the road yeah yeah Yeah. um then of course uh, as i was saying um alex marvez backstage with lance archer and roberts uh marvez said the world title match was in jeopardy after archer attacked mosley and then moss came in and they had a big pull apart backstage after that, um, Tony Giovanni was interviewing Matt Hardy in the crowd. Matt said he's healthy and returned to clear from the ring. Whatever the fuck, you know, it, it, what happened to him, you know, he did not say it was a concussion or anything. But um, then uh, uh, there was a video that started playing. There was a man with a hood in said video. I was like, oh, no, Retribution is here. But uh, it was not Retribution. Uh, <laughs> it was someone lighting stuff on fire. And then what do you know? It's Sammy G. He took responsibility for the attack on uh, his knee. And that was the storyline reason for him not being cleared, uh, obviously. Um, Sammy said this will never be over between them. And I'm glad. I'm glad because Sammy needs this fucking win over this guy. So, um I don't have an issue with them going back to this, uh, and I hope Sammy gets a big win on this guy and wins the feud. Um, when this happened, I was like, "Really again?" Um, not that like their matches are bad, but it's like kind of just get each other away from each other. Like that mat, you know, that thing. I, I wouldn't say it's cursed, but it's like it got delayed because Sammy had to go to sensitivity training. Then Matt Hardy almost fucking died. Like <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was like, maybe just maybe it's a clean slate for both of them. But you know, if if if, if it's a must that uh, Sammy gets that win, then I guess. But um, hopefully it's a regular match. No, no stunts. You already did hey, two you, stunt you, matches. You could do no that. You could do that. Regular match, please. Yes, we're going. We're going to lower the stakes as a, as it progresses. We're going to pull an NXT. Yes, like let's <laughs> lower the stakes. Yeah. You know, 
bring it close to home. There, there, there's a way around that though. They 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 could really say, you know, I I really want to prove I'm I'm the better man than you. I don't I don't want any you know gimmicks. I don't want any yeah. you know you know any weapons. I I just want to prove that I will beat your ass myself. Like, yeah. You know you, you know now that I'm thinking about it. I have a sneaking suspicion in, or suspicion in, like this is where they pulled the Hardy compound because remember they were trying to p- pull out the Hardy compound for Matt for months, months, and they never got to it. And you know what? When it comes to them, they always find a way to get back to whatever the fuck they always wanted to do. So maybe this is when they actually do the uh, cinematic, you know, match or whatever else. Especially given how Matt is right now, I don't need to see him do a live match right now. Like give him some time, let him do a match, and let him shoot a bunch of shit and put it together. That might be. I, I'd be okay with that at this point. Like, I can trust AEW with cinematic matches. I can't trust yeah. WWE with it. <laughs> um. So after uh, Tony Schiavone was in the ring with Tully, FTR, and a lottery tumbler, <sighs> I fucking hated this. Um, oh, you did too. Like, like, why the fuck are we doing? A fucking random lottery. When you have a ranking system, um, the challengers. Well, correct. When you have a ranking system, and they've and they've shown and they've shown that they use the ranking system in the tag team stuff because, like, they did a gauntlet where they entered in the order of the, you know, of the rankings. So it's like, well, why did they forget about that? Well, this well, well, you see, Rich, when you have a. a top five of contenders, and then you put was it five of them or four of them in a in a gauntlet match together, and you beat all but one one of those teams, and then like you already blown that off, and then you and then you just have just a, a just uh just being com- you're just compelled to do another multi person tag match with contenders. You got to figure out a way to not just beat all these fuckers again. So that's what they came up with, and like, <laughs> whatever, man. The match is gonna be cool. Uh, it, match is gonna are, be great. I can't ma- wait. Yeah, for yeah. The match is gonna be cool. Match gonna be great. But you already know, like, if this had been, <laughs> had this had been the E, would have been like, y- y'all just rematch this shit. Like, I-, I mean, I don't know if this. Uh, what's the format of this matching? Obviously, it's not a gauntlet nah, this, thing again. What nah, is this match? Nah, nah, neither. These are all different teams that, besides the Bucks, that were in the other one. Yeah, it, it's a fatal four way. Okay, yeah. Do so. I mean, it's gonna be a great match. So whatever. But I just don't like the idea of having a ranking system and then saying, "All right, like Random anybody lottery. go out there? Did anybody go out there earning the harder way? No, no. Just a chance match. Okay, fine. Whatever. Like yeah. it's gotta be like what? What number were, were the Bucks before this match? I I would think they're number two. I think I saw on the rankings. Okay, that's not as so, bad. That's not as bad. That's not as bad. I thought they were like four, and it'd be like, damn, bro. Like I was ranked number two, and all of a sudden, like I'm fighting for these tag titles. For me to get a tag title match, I gotta beat. A, I gotta be in a triple, a, a fatal four way match. Like, what kind of convoluted shit is this? Whatever. Yeah. You know, it's not. So it's the, not the end of the world. It's gonna have a great match. Whatever. The four teams are going to be Young Bucks, Private Party, Butcher and the Blade, Go Big Butch, and Silver and Reynolds. So we already know this shit is going to be lit. So uh, I don't know why I'm, I'm I'm talking down, but they're going to shut me up next week, I imagine. So um, okay, so can we get a handle on what is going? Okay, so think of the elite, right? Hangman's an emo alcoholic. 
Kenny is upset with his emo alcoholic friend in I don't know being withholding of emotional support for this fucking guy he still cares about I guess and still it bothers him the Young Bucks are I I don't know are they heels they, they, I guess they're heels if they're not heels yeah. being assholes right now right and then presumably they're gonna win this match and then fight another set of heels which is like okay whatever like I could, we watch heel versus heel matches we don't we rarely see it in AEW but we've seen them um, so it's like now that it seems like all of these people are at this place right now and they were the top most of the top baby faces in the company like who has like they have not really set up anybody to replace them if this is actually where they're all headed down these paths so like I don't know man Hangman's still clearly going to be a big baby face through it the whole time if you look at like who he's going to be lined up against like he's mm-hmm. going to fight Kogabana and he's going to fight Wardlow mm-hmm. and then at you know they they have their own dynamic in the finals right right, um, right. but oh, I, 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 I don't I don't long-term. think I don't think anyone's necessarily going to replace them like because it's always it's going to be them anyway and they're the bucks aren't that weird place like nobody's going to actually boo the young bucks unless they're they catch like somebody that has like lightning in a bottle no, for but, a short time, but, like but, how a hangman had against them in Chicago. But the young bucks can get booed against um the young bucks go out here and get booed against like private party or uh, um uh Lucha, I'm said Lucha Express Jurassic Express like yeah they they'll get booed if you know if they continue going on this path they'll get booed but it's just like okay so you are turning them into whatever you want not not prototypical baby faces so. Is anybody going to step into these roles, or are you going to groom anybody for these roles, or replace them like immediately because you, it seems like this is where it's headed? Like maybe it's not. Maybe it's all they're they're all just mad right now. Everybody at least mad. Okay. Yeah, everybody. Um, but like in the meantime, while like you know the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega for multiple weeks have not like had matches, can we like get a babyface going for fuck's sake? Besides John Moxley, please anyone anyone at the top. Thanks. I guess that's where Orange Cassidy uh, came in in Darby and that, uh, Orange Cassidy ain't enough. Orange Cassidy ain't enough. Yeah. Uh, I, I have to look at you know whatever the cards were the last yeah. couple of weeks, but I yeah. feel like I'm forgetting somebody. Right. Um, then we had the um, they they announced that the main event now is a no DQ match. Then we had a Carl Sheeta and Big Swole. This was not great at all. Um, no. I don't know what they was doing. Um, this was rough. Like, yep. and this shit got to be better. Yep. Flat out. Like it do. Uh, like I, I can't come out here and say, yeah, you know, we need to go ahead and dedicate more time when, you know, this is the result. So, <laughs> like, I, I think they just had a bad night with each other. Um, because I've seen Swole wrestle better before, and Swole wasn't really the issue here. Um. I don't think um, there's weird miscommunications and like yeah. weird m- mistakes that like you've never even seen Sheeta make before. It, it was weird. It was a bad night. It was a real bad night. Like that's the worst I've ever seen Sheeta. I think. Yeah, I'm and sure. I, I don't know what. Um, like I, I do know where it's going, but they've got to kind of give us a little bit more because like yeah, I think Big Wolf's big, biggest strength is that she can talk. Yep, but you don't ever see her talk like this should have been like this should have got like at least a promo earlier in the night like 30 seconds say hey baseball you're facing Hikaru Shida. Um 
you know, what what, what are you going to do? Like, this is your first shot at the title. How do you feel about this? And then sell your match in 30 seconds, like something like that. Like, I think they've got to um, play these women to their strengths rather than just this is the time. It's like they're trying to fit um, round pegs and square holes with them, I think. Yeah, I, n- I never really thought about it as far as um, a, a miscastment. Um, but what I will say is they got to they gotta do better with like the bare minimum type stuff. Um, so, for example, their pay-per-view is coming up. When is pay-per-view? How many weeks away? Three weeks? Four weeks? Three weeks. Three weeks away. All right. Like, we all assume it's going to be a, a, a rematch with Nyla, right? Say again. Yeah. 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 So, we, it looks like Nyla. Yeah. So like, I don't remember the let. La- I mean, that that brawl from the week before was the last time I remember even seeing Nyla. I don't know what Nyla's been up to since she's lost a title. Really. Like she got. I know she got Vicky as a manager, but like, I'm guessing they're just lots all, of dark, all dark work. Yeah. They're just all. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. she's been just off dynamite. So it's like it's nice that they've you know the last couple of weeks they've brought her back, but it's like I don't even know what the fuck she's been doing. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, she's on TV, but like, you know, it, it, it you know, um, and she I'm did, sure next she week, did a match with on TV against somebody. Did she squashed Colin King. I think she did. She she squashed okay. Colin King on Dynamite and Dark. Okay, okay, yeah, I seem to remember her beating the hell out of her, uh, out of uh, Colin King, and I don't watch Dark, so, um, okay, yeah, I mean, it. <sighs> They've given her enough to say to like, yeah, she can be then get a rematch, but it's like, do you feel it? You know, I don't feel it. At least not mm-hmm. yet. And they still got they still got three weeks, but like, I just don't feel it yet. And you know, we can kind of see when it comes to like the tag stuff with the Young Bucks, with Kenny and Hangman, with Jericho and MJF, with Moxley and this Kingston thing. That's like, and, and Cody with with the TNT belt. Like right. we see the creative energy getting doled out, and this is yeah. what I often talk about. Yeah, like, like you feel like you, and you gotta, feel it. You feel the anticipation for this stuff when it's like, you know, it's not. You know, all you need is a. I mean, you got you got to put in some bare basic shit in this. Like, if you're gonna do it, so you know, and you know, we've been talking, we've talked about this for over a year now. So, yep. you know, they at they try they they've been better at different points, but this is a, one of the weaker moments in the last um, in the last while. Yeah, so uh, they announced. Um, MJF and Jericho for next week's dinner debonair, uh, Orange Cassidy and Cody in the TNT title rematch two weeks from now. Then Kingston, Penta, and Phoenix came out to the desk. They did a short Sean Spears video package with Scorpio Sky. Um, and then they tied it all in by saying, you know, uh, Spears saved uh, Matt Seidel from Scorpio Sky, or Sky saved him from. Uh, Matt Seidel saved Matt Seidel from Spears. Sorry, on late night dynamite. So even I didn't like put two and two together on that. So good on them for tying that in. But um, Kingston said he's here to watch the main event, which is up next. And then we had John Mosley and Lance Archer, and these guys had like a condensed version, I think, of their Wrestle Kingdom match, even duplicating <laughs> some spots, um, like with the with the apron DDT to the double tables, um, and you know. It was physical. It looked like it hurt, and it was just kind of a um, 
it was a uh, <laughs> it, it was a finish kind of like the the Takumi Roja Mayu like you know do, do your big finish and then you get caught slipping. Yeah, um, I'm I'm with you. Uh, it did remind me a lot of their match. I I don't think it's I don't think it's as good as. Uh, oh no! Uh, yeah, but um, <laughs> yeah, because that match was like what. But yeah, um, I don't know, man. Like, I like the match a lot. Um, I think my issue, or I don't have an issue. I take that back. Um, I think, I don't know, man. I, I feel like Kings is a weak challenger. You know, I just, mm. and I think like, you know, like, oh, that's where the head is. Like, he just dispatched this dude. Like, like he had this thing with Archer. Archer clearly threw his ass over the top in that battle royal and he was eliminated. He's been cry- he's been saying that he was eliminated. Unless there's something I'm mistaken, he was clearly eliminated. He got choked out he got choked out and then for ref stoppage, even though he's like, you know, you talk about how he's such a, you know, um Kawada fan or whatever else, and then like he got beat with <laughs> he got fucking ref a ref stoppage and he's like complaining about a ref stoppage that like I didn't I never tapped out. It's like I don't care. He stopped the match because air wasn't getting to your brain. Like, what are you? Right. You lost. Yeah, and it's like obviously, you know, I guess that's supposed to be the heat. So, like, I'm not, but it's just like, am I supposed to really like hate Kingston because like he's a slime ball that wants a title shot? Like, yeah, lots of slime balls want title shots. So, like, that doesn't really bother me. Um, you know, like. Do I think, I, I think they they're gonna set it up to be like a some type of death match? That's yeah, that's what it feels like. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking that too. Like, and we be quite honest. Like, um, I'm open to it because like I think they I think on pay per view they'll have a better match than what they had before anyway. And I like their match mm-hmm. uh, the first time, so I'm open to it. Just like, but it does feel like a a weak challenger if this is the the pay per view challenger. Indeed, it does. Like, feels I would, like I would have. Hey. I was gonna say it feels like, hey Masa, we gotta get you like one more pay per view match, but like we don't really want to give you someone of great value to right. go against right now. Right. So we'll put this guy who has a lot of credibility, and of course people can see, you know, you guys, and you know you can do a unique match with him because he's been fought giants, he's fought yeah. uh, technical old school guys, he's fought. A lot of people actually. My, he's had a very long and fruitful title reign, and it feels like he's going to go the entire year with it. And then, you know, then it, it'll be back in play for whoever wins this tournament. Yeah, I, I think the thing. I think the thing maybe just be like maybe if they had just did the this Kingston match here and saved the Archer match pay per view. Maybe to me that feels like that that makes more sense in my head as far as like you had this match, it got built up, it got delayed because of COVID. And like Archer, I, Archer to me is a bigger match than Kingston. But maybe this is a thing where like they're not that they're using the title match to build up Kingston as opposed to the title match. But you know, whatever. Um, and and think about it: if they do Moxley and Kingston, I don't know if it's the strongest match on paper, but they are buffering it with like two very anticipated matches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah seems yeah. like so. If they go that direction with Kenny and Hangman, then Young Bucks and FTR, which, yeah. I mean, I, I I don't have time this week to get into, I think, the missteps that they've made with Young Bucks and FTR, but it's um, a very 
interesting uh, road, to say the least, yeah. to how it looks like they're going to get there. Right, and I'm so interested. I'm still waiting to figure out when I'm supposed to care that they actually finally fight, because I don't. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, but yeah, that, that's really all. I, that's really all I had. Like they're gonna they're gonna have a match, and I'm gonna be like, cool. But like as far as like their build to get there and the road there, mm, still waiting, bro. Still waiting. Yeah. So, but anyway, uh, that's the show. I thought it was a good show overall. I I didn't anticipate on any titles changing. Maybe the TNT title, but um, th- these are clearly TV challengers. That's that's what it seemed like. So they're not switching no belts like it looks like until the pay-per-view at this rate. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what happened with NXT. Um, NXT, there were, NXT actually had a few good matches. Um, the, the opener with, (laughs) wait till you hear this, Rich, Roddy Strong and Bobby Fish of the Undisputed Era fought in a number one contenders match for the NXT Tag Team Titles. <laughs> they wrestled... Oh, my uh, God. They wrestled uh, Lorcan and Birch. They had a good-ass match. Um, they made you think of their match they had, um, or parts of the match when O'Reilly was in it with um, from Brooklyn. I think that was Brooklyn 4. Um, ultimately, uh, Undisputed win. Um, they fight. They go on and they go on to face um, Fandango, or, or Breezango. Um... There was a Candice LeRae versus Shotzi match for the number one contenders uh, shot. Uh, winner gets EO at Halloween Havoc, and I believe that's two weeks from now. Um, gotta say, um, this was, you know, we always talked about, like, Mia was the in-ring general for NXT when she was there, and, like, she is, for the people, like, Shotzi that are, have spots, really good spots, but, like, trying to focus on the notes between the music you put her in there with someone like uh, Mia well now that's Candace and um, I really like their match uh, probably I think I gave it okay, I think I gave it three and a half um, really good match um, great story just uh, it felt like a real fight it felt like a real thorough fight and contest to to earn the right to go fight um, um, EO at the end uh Continuing on with the Indy Hartwell uh, plotline, Indy showed up um, behind the or uh, handed uh, Candace some brass knucks. She hit her with the brass knucks and she ended up pinning uh, Shotzi. Shotzi. I always called her Shotzi instead of Shotzi for some weird fucking reason. Um, but yeah, they, like they are, you know, Shotzi's getting better, so that that's a good thing. And you know, we'll see what happens with the Indy thing um, as far as their pairing. Like, seems like they're pairing up, like. The, the the non-stylish vets that are in the PC with actual the vets. So um, another example, um, before the last takeover, there was interaction between Johnny and Austin Theory where he said, "Go fight um, Damian Priest and soften him up for me, and you know I might have something for you. I might have opportunity for you." I don't think he said it in those exact Vincent Man terms, but that was the that was the illusion. Well. Austin Theory got his ass whooped, and then Johnny got his ass whooped, so they're mad at each other because they're both assholes. So it was like, I'm going to teach you a lesson. You didn't do what I asked you to, I'm going to whoop you. And boy, did Johnny Gargano whoop this dude that has like 50 pounds on him. <laughs> he, he, 
he some of those you remember those super kicks that, that uh, Mayu was giving to Kumi when she was uh, on on a yeah. knee. Some of them, it was, it was like, you That's are going to learn your lesson about professional wrestling with Johnny Gargano. Um, yeah, it, it was a very good match. And, you know, it continues that pattern that, that I mentioned with you with um, Austin Theory where, like, they clearly see something in him because they keep putting him in the ring with these people, uh, whether it was Adam Cole or it was Damian Priest or it was Roger Strong or now it's Johnny. Like, they keep putting him in the ring. Uh, and Chomp as well. Like, keep him in the ring with these people trying to, you know, accelerate his, his learning process. The problem is, he shouldn't be on TV, right? Um, so there's that. But heard some interesting stories also from people that were in attendance um, there that um, they were trying to get the crowd to cheer for, um, I believe it was Theory, and the crowd wasn't having that shit right. because the crowd's clued in. Right. And then they revolted and cheered for uh, Johnny Gargano instead. Yeah, but it was weird because on the because they're dubbing um, crowd noise, they're they're mm-hmm. they're booing both of them, which is weird. So it's like that's weird. Yeah, that's um, probably the the dub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, really good match. Like it was it was based on like teacher versus student. He uh, Johnny Woodham was like less number one. Don't be predictable. Less number. He's going through, like doing you know cutting pro, cut at the beginning. He cut like he said a couple of one liners, whatever else. Like you know this is one, this one, this two, whatever else. And then like he came he came back on you know using or countering moves. But like um, Austin Theories has this move where he rolls in from the apron, like rolls in and goes for a uh, shotgun drop kick. He rolled in one mm-hmm. time, and Johnny caught that man with a super kick. That shit was so clean. But yeah, um, he ends up beating him at the end with um, uh, the slingshot DDT. Um, Look at Johnny Gargano winning matches. He's stupid. Uh, so you end up getting uh, later in the show Rhea Ripley, or no, you get an interview on uh, back with uh, Raquel. Raquel's like. I've been waiting for this. You know, I've been waiting for this. I've been anticipating this for a while. They interviewed Raquel, and Raquel was like, Rhea been talking shit um, and thinks she runs this place. Well, I'm come. To, I'm I'm gonna see her at. I'm a, I'm gonna issue her a challenge. I'm a, I want to see her at Halloween having in two weeks. All of a sudden, you hear from from over yonder, we can do it right now. Pull apart, <laughs> pull, pull apart, and I'm just like, I'll drop you, bruh. I was like, move! Let these horses go! Let them things fly, boy! Move out the way! I've been waiting to see these, these women's go out here and whoop on each other! Move! So, um, they, they broke it up and they said they're gonna have Bro, to ain't, ain't, no, ain't nothing funnier than hearing, oh, we can do it right now! Yes, and you don't expect yes, it. Yes, yes. Uh, it, it, I, I think this match is gonna be like I'm optimistic Bro, about this. Match. They, they need to go five minutes. Yes, they, look, they need they need to go five minutes. All yeah. suplexes all and, and, and chops. Suplexes, chops, and forms. Yes. So, uh, let's see what else happened. Um, there was Ashanti Adonis versus uh, Ashanti Adonis versus Jake Atlas. Um, they were doing a they were doing like anything you can do, I can do better. One of us been shipping each other with flips or whatever else. All of a sudden, Legato the Phantasma came out, um, uh, and they sent them flying with double with stereo dives. Out comes uh, Phantasma in this in this jacket, this shiny ass green jacket that was raw, and then um, he with a chair 
And then all of a sudden they go to, you know, go whoop them three on two. All of a sudden, um, in comes Swerve, hands them a set of chairs. So now it's three on three. And uh, you got one chair, we got three chairs. They back off. So they're setting up a, a match um, eventually. I thought we were going to be done with that, but apparently not. Um, then, uh, I'm trying to think what else we end up getting on this show. Um, oh, we end up getting the main event. North American title match. Damian Priest versus Dexter Loomis. I could not believe Woo. this. This was the main event. This was not advertised, bro. How Stop. dare it? Look, they knew better. They, right. they they knew better, James. They knew better than to come out here and try people with thinking people wanted to watch Dexter Loomis. But you right. know what? Also, they didn't know better because they ended up getting doubled in the ring. Right. <laughs> Let me set this nigga out there. Right. So, um... The match, one. the match stinks unless Damian Priest is in control. Shocker. Um, and not even to say that, like, uh, Loomis stinks. It's just the gimmick is just... Ugh. So, um, at the end of it, he ends up on the apron with the ref's back turned, um, talking to Priest. And then in comes Cameron Grimes with a double stomp on the apron. And then Priest, Priest doesn't see it. The Priest finishes him and thinks he won. Then all of a sudden, as he's leaving out the ring, he sees out the corner of his eye that Cameron Grimes is about to try to, you know, pick pick the bones. He ends up laying him out, and then he goes to uh, celebrate or whatever else. You know, Priest and uh, Grimes had smoked just a couple months ago. So he goes celebrating, and he's like, hey, hey, cameraman, come follow me. I want to show you something. So he goes to do come to the crowd to show, like, the new graphic for whatever, uh, like, bow and arrow thing he does. And then Johnny comes out of nowhere and, and lays him out. Um, so, um, because I, I forgot what it was. I think it's Johnny beat the loser, Austin Theory. He's number one contender for the North American title. So, um, they say, so him and Candace both come out and they're happy because, you know, they got their, they got their heat back after losing on pay-per-view and they're getting title rematches and, um, out comes your boy, uh, Regal and says, you, you guys are real happy about yourselves, huh? All right. Well, I got something for you. Um, the host will decide what happens with y'all in y'all title matches at uh, Halloween Havoc. And then you get Sh- Shotzi saying that it will be a... What's the shit again? What's the gimmick? I forgot the gimmick. Spin the wheel, make spin, a deal. The spin, it will be spin the wheel, make a deal for the NXT women's and NXT North American title matches. Yeah. Uh, Hey, I mean, it's the, you know, it's not the part of Halloween Havoc that I would copy right. or whatever. I, I would be copying the aesthetic, right. the the Halloween aspect right. of it, the do a costume yeah. battle royal, do yeah. do do the stuff that they do like on the Largo loop, like, you know, do a battle, do a battle royal with costumes on, right. play it up, be hokey. I don't know about the spin wheel make a deal match because I mean. Yeah, that's look, something else. I'm, I'm okay with the idea that they're going to do some ridiculous. They're going to do some plunder hardcore match anyway. So have at it, whatever. Like mm-hmm. call it whatever you want to call it, spooky Halloween thing or whatever else. It's like when they go to um, Memphis and have a a Memphis or a, or a rock and roll, you know, or a R and B hardcore match with 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 a drum set, like whatever. Like, but. You're right. You didn't have to do that. They could just use the um, aesthetic side they did with in your house take takeover. Like just use the aesthetic, mm-hmm. put a big ass pumpkin around the X on the ramp, walk your ass down to the stage, and that'd be fine. But 
whatever. Like, look, I'm, change I'm, the ring posts, make, make them look like they slim Jim, but oh not really God. slim Jim because you know you ain't got that sponsorship. Oh but um, yeah, I you know I ugh. so Halloween Havoc. Uh, speaking of that, Halloween Havoc, we might as well just go ahead and recommend Ray vs Eddie Halloween Havoc 1997. Go ahead, check that out if you've never seen it. Uh, one of the rawest matches you'll ever see in your life. Yeah. Um, I think it's my favorite WCW match of all time. I think it is. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I don't know uh, what. Oh, also, kind of, kind of news related to to myself. So, um, I don't know if you guys have seen uh, Swerve social media, but his podcast is going to the WWE Network. The theme song uh, for that is a song I produced. So. We'll be getting like he's gonna have a bunch of the music that we've been working on on there, I believe, on the show somehow, and the, it's gonna be like a video podcast on the network. So you'll be hearing, you know, some of the stuff I produce on the WWE Network shortly. So I don't know the, all the details that are going on with it. I'm actually going to meet up with Swerve tonight. We'll probably talk about it there, but uh, look out! Yeah, yeah, that's um, that's what's up, man. Um, y'all been y'all been grinding for how long now? How how it's been going for a while now. Yeah, for a while because it started in like the middle of the pandemic. I'd probably say like May or June. I started okay. like linking up with them. So, um, yeah. gonna be and I actually I'll be having a song, uh, like a solo song on their album. So it's gonna be you know kind of a, I, like they didn't he didn't have to do that. I, right. I was content just producing and you know having a feature, which y'all will hear soon that I smashed, murdered. Um, but yeah, uh, so I have a single on there. So who knows if it gets played on there, y'all be able to hear it there. So check it out. Yeah, um, definitely check it out. Uh, so that's in the show. Be sure to raise whatever app you use and listen to this. Tell the folks about the Soul Suplex Podcast Network. Uh, be sure to visit ProWrestlingTees.com slash Soul Suplex and pick up some official Soul Suplex Podcast Network merchandise. Be sure to check out the other shows on the network. On Sundays, we have One Nation Radio. On Tuesdays, we have Keeping the Strong Style. On Wednesdays, we have the Ricky and Clyde Wrestling Podcast. And on every other Wednesday, we have Going and Watch This Shit. On Thursdays, we have the Great Consequences Podcast. And on Fridays, oh, sorry. On Fridays, we have 8-Bit Suplex. And on Saturdays, we have All Things Elite. My bad, Floyd. And I, almost, I almost said we ain't got no All Things Elite. I almost did that. I was trying to <laughs> wrap it up. But, uh, but yeah, uh, thanks for listening, y'all. Um, I think we'll be back on Thursday. I think we'll be back on Thursday to preview that pay per view. We got to figure we'll out. Have to figure we gonna, something out. We got to yeah. figure out who we gonna bring in to you know to, to straighten us out. You know, to, to usher us through the, yes. the, the main yes. roster. Hand you know, I, Hand I got a couple ideas, so yeah. we'll see if those folks are available. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah. Um, again, thanks for listening, y'all. Later. Yep. Peace. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.